You're listening to Supercala, Super, or whatever the infernal thing is. Supercalifragilistic Awesome Disney Podcast. Each week, we're going to talk about three things. In Main Street, USA, we'll talk about the latest Disney news. It makes no sense. If it makes no sense, it can't be true. In Tomorrowland, we'll talk about the things we're looking forward to. After our meeting at the Albert Hall, we're all going to Downing Street to throw things at the Prime Minister. <laughs> and World Showcase is dedicated to our favorite Disney adventures. Rum punch. Quite satisfactory. So let's get this show on the road. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Hey everybody, this is Chris. And I'm Kelly. Super duper exciting. Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom opened up yesterday. Yes, woohoo! <laughs> Disney Magic is <laughs> on is, the road. It, it, it is so exciting. And then on Wednesday, of course, Epcot and Hollywood Studios will open up also. Yes. So, so super excited. So, obviously, there were lots of people that, that flooded the gates, but really not that many really based on that. social media. <laughs> <I know. laughs> there were definitely Pictures thousands of people in the park, right. but not nearly as crowded. It just as, doesn't look like it. No, no. But, which tells you how big the parks are. That's right. And, and how it, many people they hold on a regular basis. Yes, and, 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 and it'll get even more diluted probably when the rest of the parks open on Wednesday. Yeah. Yep. It's all very exciting. Yeah. And, and frankly... It looks like it's pretty easy to to follow all of the CDC guidelines on how to stay safe while there. Yeah. Uh, so many people have reported that they actually feel safer inside the Disney Resort than they feel at their local shopping mart or Costco oh, yeah. or whatever. Absolutely. So um, there were some things that we, we still learned um, from all the folks that, that went into the parks. So uh, no more finger scans. If you remember mm-hmm. the entering the four major theme parks, you, you scanned your magic band and then you used your, your biometric fingerprint. Not yeah. doing that anymore, yeah. um, which makes good sense. And even in fact, at Animal Kingdom, my understanding is they're not even using the, the little scanners, they're using hand scanners. Oh, wow. Yeah, and in some cases they're using a different technology for for bag checking, so they're not necessarily. Oh yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah, they're not necessarily. At least at Animal Kingdom, they're not having you stop and search physically through. search your right, bag. Okay. Right. Um, there's like four thousand hand sanitizer stations scattered throughout all four parks. Really? So Did you make that number up, or that's for? No, real? no, that's what was reported um, wow. at, at a few of the different websites. Um, and uh, and so and and even people that have been in the parks have said that like going even it feels like you don't go ten feet without a hand sanitizer That's station. Right. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And immediately upon entry, immediately upon getting on, like you you if you, you take the boat from Fort Wilderness over to the Magic Kingdom, mm-hmm. they do your temperature check on the pier, getting on the boat, and then they have a hand sanitizer station right there. Past right. That. So that's all great. But something that I heard they would probably have that we finally got pictures of um, online are the mask-free relaxation stations. Yeah, I saw some of those too. So that's a really good idea, I think. So at Tomorrowland Terrace in Magic Kingdom, uh, the the Golden Oak Outpost at Frontierland, and uh, Pete's Silly Sideshow Mm. at Storybook Circus area and right outside of Fantasyland okay. in the Magic Kingdom. So sort of three throughout the park. Three throughout the Magic Kingdom. Then there's two at Animal Kingdom. The Pizza Safari restaurant yep, is one. That. And the uh, where the the Up Great Bird Adventure, mm-hmm. that the entrance to that is now also a mask-free relaxation zone. And it's basically yeah. open air, 
tables that you can sit at that, socially distanced that are distanced from each other. Mm. And if the park is crowded, if there's a lot of people wanting to get in there, then they ask you to keep it to 30 minutes. But I think that's fair. Yeah, one of the pictures I saw, the they went into the Pizza Safari at Animal Kingdom, and it was totally empty. Right. Right, Animal Kingdom was just dead. They had a five-minute wait for Navi River Journey and Flight of Passage. Yes, which is just... Amazing. Ridiculous. I mean, I wonder if there was a five-minute wait for that Lumpia snack <laughs> right outside the Flight of Passage. <laughs> Because that's where we'll go first. <laughs> that's where you hit first. Uh, but yeah, no, Pizza Fari was completely empty. So that's good. Yeah. It, it, I see all these. Uh, so many people keep putting these videos out of the ducks walking around on Main Street USA. And, uh, it's great. It's so cute. And, and you know that the ducks are like, what the heck is going on, man? We've had this place to ourselves for four I months. I mean, if you're a duck, that is the place. That's the place to be. Yeah. Yes. And you hit on it. The They... Most people have reported that the average wait time on rides, even with social distancing, is about five minutes. There's some rides that are longer than others, of course, but even Flight of Passage was only about five minutes. Yeah. I mean, that's really the way to do it. Even if you have the six feet, you know, distancing, um, you know, if you keep the number of people in the park low enough that you don't have people waiting in a long queue, then that's yeah. the best way to keep them protected, yep. honestly. It is. Uh, they have changed a couple of the little things. Uh, like if you've ever ridden Flight of Passage, you know there's like two pre-shows there mm. just to kind of get you ready for what you're supposed to experience. And they've sort of modified pre-show one and eliminated pre-show two so far, according to what okay. people have reported online, um, so that they, again, allow more space for queuing. Um, and then there's, there's like two banshees between each person riding <laughs> <laughs> i'm using air quotes there so there's fewer uh, people in the room people in the room where you, right, where you yeah. ride yeah okay. so um but by all accounts yeah just a huge success so far right now i do think that we'll start to see that i think they'll gradually grow the number of people in the parks right. um Kind of proof positive for that is that new ticket sales went on sale july 9th yeah so just last week they started selling tickets to the park going forward. Right. Um, so it's not just limited to annual pass holders, people that already had tickets. Right. Right. Or, or resort guests. Right. But they'll still limit how many tickets are sold. For I'm sure. sure. Yeah. For sure they will. Yep. Yeah. Um, annual pass holders can now make park reservations up to three days at a time. And until mm. middle of last week, they couldn't. Right. So uh, what was really uh, interesting was, you know, we mentioned that you and I had to move our trip back mm -hmm. two weeks yeah. and a i was thoroughly impressed with how easy that was yeah and it speaks to how few people are in the parks but it was really really simple because they weren't allowing annual pass holders to right. do much right. um, but now they can so it'll be interesting to see what kind of impact that has on yeah. the crowds but the pictures i've been seeing are so much fun I yeah. love everybody going and posting pictures with their yeah. masks on. They're still smiling. You can see it in their eyes, and they're having fun. It does. It feels it, like it everybody's in good spirits. It feels like it's Disney magic. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So that's all for the news. Oh, awesome. Okay, so I have a trivia question for you this week. You, I'm you, down. Right, so I made Last it week was a huge failure for me. Right. Well, so this week I made it multiple choice so that there's no complaining. I don't want you to... <laughs> I don't want you to say that I'm, like, rigging this in some way. Okay. Okay, so multiple choice. Nice of you. Yeah, I thought it was. Okay, so what were Mickey Mouse's first words or word? 
Okay. What, what was the first thing Mickey Mouse said? Okay. Is it, hiya, pal. Um, hot dog. See you real soon. Or mini. I'm going to go with hot dog. That is correct. Ah, uh, yay. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Like, you got thanks. a point. What do I get? Did you actually know that or was that just I, a guess? That one was a, was a, an educated guess. I wasn't 100% sure, mm-hmm. but yeah. I see, I think I would have gone with Hiya, pal. Uh, it w- was one or the other. Right. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, okay, so good job. You hey, got a trivia right. point. Yay for you. I can't wait to see what I ultimately win one day. Yeah, it's going to be nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so on to Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland it is. Okay. So it's my turn for Tomorrowland. Super duper excited about this. The thing that I've never done, and I am super excited, I'm pretty sure we're going to get to do it this year, is Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. Oh, yes. I am excited about that. So, so, so you think it's going to be open when we go? I, I don't know if it's going to be open when we go in two weeks. <sighs> I'm hopeful that it'll be open. We go in December. When we go in December. It was originally supposed to open in the French Pavilion uh, at Epcot. Right. The summer this year, but a lot of construction got pushed back and halted during the four months that Epcot was closed. Right. So who who knows when exactly it'll they be? They did open. say summer of 2020. They did say summer of 2020. So we'll have to see. Uh, I just I mean, haven't in Florida seen... that probably goes into October. But <laughs> true, true. <laughs> in any case, summer 2020. Right. So. Okay. You know, I'm sure that if you're listening to this podcast, you've seen the movie. But just in case, just a little recap here. Um, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure is based on the 2007 movie Ratatouille. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a Disney-Pixar collaboration uh, about Remy, who's a rat that longs to become a chef, mm. right? as a Disney character would. right? So he partners with Linguini who is a kid that works as a dishwasher, floor mopper, trash emptier. He's got red hair. I think he does. He does. Yes. He does have red hair. <laughs> <laughs> and But he also seems to have a desire to be able to cook, maybe. Right, yeah. Um, and together, they work at Gusto's, which is built up as this once wonderful restaurant in in Paris, France, that has fallen on hard times. Its reputation just isn't what it used to be when mm-hmm. Gusto was still alive running the restaurant. Ah. And, of course, if you're going to tell this story, you're going to tell this story in Paris, France, where the food is just, just. beyond. And if right. you say that this is the greatest restaurant in Paris at one time, that automatically means... It's amazing. It's amazing, right? Yeah. So, early in the movie... Uh, we're, we're treated to this really great sequence where Remy sort of falls down out of the out of a window in the above the kitchen, lands on the kitchen floor, and then all uh, all heck breaks loose, <laughs> and he's running from all the cooks and the chefs who are trying to catch him. Okay, that's where we pick up in the ride. Ah, so okay. so we are Remy, and we, we're running from the people trying yes. to catch us. Oh, now that's fun. We are Remy, okay, and we're running around in the kitchen, okay, right, trying to stay away from. I think his name is Skinner, the main chef, the, the bad guy, okay. really in the movie. Um, and he's trying to catch us, but so are all the other chefs and cooks and whatnot, and and so because we're a rat. We're a rat. So we're tiny. 
we're tiny. And so all the stuff is built to scale on the ride, right? Okay. So so milk bottles are enormous. Oh, and wow. Baguettes are huge, right? So it, I don't know if you remember the... Um, there used to be a playground at Hollywood Studios called Honey, I Shrunk the Kids Playground, where mm. we were the size, it made right. you feel like you were the size of an ant or something. Yeah. And Lego blocks were enormous. It's mm-hmm. sort of that kind of idea. Um, and, uh, and so it's a 4D experience. So as you're, as you're rimming the rat or one of his friends running around in the kitchen, you find yourself under a broiler. And if you're under the broiler, oh, it's hot. you feel the heat oh, from the broiler. Oh, that's awesome. Right? You, you barely get, you get missed by a mop. Someone swings a mop at you. And when you, when that happens, water, water splashes your face. Oh, that's great. Right. So you, you. And probably you, kitchen smells. A kitchen smell. So if you, when they, they take you like into the bread area and you can smell fresh baked baguettes <sighs> right so it, it's awesome. it's a it's a real uh 4d experience mm-hmm. um the this ride actually or a version of this ride i don't know if they will have made improvements on it or whatever but a version of this ride originally opened up at disneyland paris of course of course in 2014 and it's been a huge hit over sure. there um and so there's this new ride technology that was sort of innovated by Disney and the Imagineers at Disney where it's a car, but it's trackless, right? And they actually have already used this technology on Rise of the Resistance. I was going to ask if it's sort of the same thing because yes. I loved Rise of the Resistance. Right. That really, was amazing. That was an amazing ride and, you've, and, and there are no tracks. It's just these magnetic cars right. that, are, that are programmed to run... Certain paths. Certain paths on a trackless floor. And so it can be made to feel very random. Yeah. And they also have the flexibility to change, change it, it much yeah. more often, right? Yeah. So I believe, I don't know for sure, but I believe that the first place they tested that car type was at this ride in Paris. Ah. Now, the new Mickey and Minnie Railway is I, the same thing. I think it uses okay. it also. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Okay. I could, it's possible that like Toy Story Mania also uses it, but I want to say that that's on a track. That is a track. That's for sure a track. For sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so in any case, yes, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway is yeah. supposed to use this technology. Yeah. I believe Rise of the Res- Resistance is using it, and so this ride and it's it's, it's a new thing. supposed to be really really cool because you get. It's supposed to make you feel like it's you and a bunch of other rats running around the kitchen floor. Oh, that's and awesome. And so it's very, it feels very herky-jerky. Like and, organic. Okay. Yeah, it's very that's organic. Very, that's, that's very cool. cool. Yeah, so uh, very excited about that. Now, of course, the one in Paris, um, they they do a very French thing. A lot of rides, especially in Epcot, when you come out of a ride, it drops you out into a gift shop of some kind. Oh, in right. fact, a lot of the rides are all over uh, all Disney of them that, yeah, yeah, drop yeah. you out into a gift shop. Mm-hmm. Disneyland Paris, when you come off of the Ratatouille ride, it puts you out into a traditional classic French bistro. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> Great. So, Where so you can actually eat? You can actually eat, <gasps> yeah. I'm sure an order Ratatouille from the see, menu. See, that's a nice touch. Yeah. I would love to see that happen. Uh, at the one here. That's a nice touch. Instead of dropping you out into a gift shop. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, so really, really excited about uh, the new Remy's Ratatouille Adventure Ride that's, yes. that's coming to Epcot. Yeah, me too. I mean, France is one of my favorite places. Uh, the French Pavilion. Mm-hmm. 
so many good things there. Yeah. And naturally, I'm talking about food. The, um, <laughs> the bakery, the frosé. Um, you know, there's just a lot going on there in the French Pavilion. Yeah, and we, we really enjoy, like, there's a bridge right there between France mm-hmm. and England. Mm-hmm. That's kind of our favorite place to yes. watch the fireworks show at the end of the night at Epcot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just pro tip... Go camp out there. Find you a good spot. You might get lucky and get a little special seat down right on the mm-hmm. water if you're lucky. Yeah. Either way, camp out there Whatever. early. Get yourself a drink. Send and yourself something from the bakery and have a seat and wait. Send someone over to France to yeah. get you something from the bakery, and 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 make yeah. an hour of it. It'll be great. Yeah. No, I'm excited. That's a good Tomorrowland. Awesome. Awesome. So okay, time for World Showcase. World Showcase. Well, I'm pretty excited this week. I will say uh, World Showcase is completely on brand for me. <laughs> so that it's it, that means it's a book or it's food? It's food. Uh, of course. Okay, it's not just food. It is the best food we've ever had at Disney. Oh, I feel like this is a trivia question for me now. <laughs> it's not. I'm going to give it to you. Um, for our 10th anniversary, we had dinner at Victoria and Albert's. Oh, so good. <laughs> So to which good. I now call Vicky and Al's mm-hmm. because I feel like once we ate at their house, we can we're we're BFF now and we can call them Vicky and Al. Yeah. Would you agree? I would totally agree. So yes. Also, was, by the way, for the money, we should be able to call them anything we want. For the money, we should call them whatever we want. So oh, I you actually, actually have the menus. I brought our <laughs> menus. So when you eat at Vicky and Al's, um, you get a printed out menu with your name at the top of it. So the one that I'm holding says, Chris and Kelly, happy 10th anniversary. Um, 29th of April, 2016. So I am, I am legit delighted right now. <laughs> I know, I knew you would be. So um, what I will say, a couple things. Um, so we actually, um, our flight was delayed a little bit, and we got there a little bit late. And then this was before we knew better than to take the Magic Express. Um, and so we actually sat on the Magic Express for like an hour, waiting for it to get full, almost missed the reservations. We're calling Vicky and Al the whole time. They were phenomenal, phenomenal. Uh, we go straight to the Grand Flow, changed in the, in the lobby restroom. <laughs> And literally ran upstairs. They could not have been better about it. And when we got there, they were like, take a breath. You're here now. No worries. Right? So they do, what, two seatings a night? I don't even think. I was was just thinking, I think it's only one seating a night. Because the meal takes three hours. Takes a while. Yes. So it was our table. Right? It was our table. Our waiter. Waiters. Waiters. So no issue with that, right? They they didn't have other people waiting. Um, he you can't see this. He's literally looking at the menu I just handed him and smiling. <laughs> I can't even get over so, it. So we had two options. We had two options that night. You had the prefix seven course menu and the chef's ten course tasting menu. Do you remember which one we did? I think we did the seven course. I think we did the seven course too. Um, and I went back through I, on the menu that I'm holding. I actually flagged the ones uh, that I believe course you did. we ate. Um, and I counted up, and it's about seven. So here's the thing with Vicky and Al's. Um, you get, we got seven courses. And I will just say, we left, and it felt like somebody had literally force-fed me for three hours. It, which is amazing, considering that there were things that you wouldn't eat. Well, so here's the thing. Um, you get a bread course in between each food course. Right. 
And it's a special roll that the chef has made just for you with this special butter that they've prepared just for you. And you honestly, you feel bad not eating the butter and the bread. Yeah, well, it's it's at least three or four bread courses. And each bread course has a special butter yes. that goes with that. And even a special serving type for the oh, butter. Oh, yes. And so, and, and that's the thing is the waiter comes out and presents this. Like it is the best bread. And, and it's almost like he's telling you that the chef baked your name into the inside of the roll. And if you don't open it up and put some smear some butter on that thing, then you're just missing this massive thing. So you feel like, first of all, you're paying about $250 a person. For the meal, the prefix is two thirty-five. The the chef's tasting is two fifty, um, and again, you're thinking three extra courses. You know, it's only twenty-five dollars, but no, no, it's you will be stuffed after seven. Um, but they do make the menu special each night. So as we've mentioned before, um, you know, I am a little bit obsessed with food, but I'm also a world-renowned picky eater um, and a vegetarian. So. Um, when, I, when Chris and I decided to do this for our 10th anniversary, I said, I'm going to go with the chef's recommendation. Don't tell him any of my food issues. I'm going to try everything that comes to the table and we're going to we're going to go with it. This is the type of situation where I feel like if you if you tie the chef's hands behind his back, then you're just missing out. Now, I will say on their on their website now, they do have a vegetarian menu. So I don't know if that would have been a special ask in 2016. Um, but in any case, um, I went with the regular menu and I tried at least one bite of everything on the plate. Um, so I had seven courses, maybe less than. Um, and then whatever I didn't like, I gave to you. Right. And I was, <laughs> I could have been happier about it. But so I'm just going to name some of the things we had. Okay, so first of all, I believe that we started out with the cauliflower panna cotta with the Siberian caviar. Naturally, I did not eat the caviar. That is not something that's going to go in my mouth. So I am a vegetarian, but in addition to that, I have a real issue with seafood. Mm -hmm. Um, But so no, I did not eat the caviar. Not going to eat Nemo. Um, (laughs) But so in any case... I think the next course we had was the black sesame crusted tuna with the soba noodles. Yes. I did try the tuna. I remember taking a bite of the tuna and I did love the soba noodles. Of course, yes. Now these dishes are gorgeous, by the way. Gorgeous, top notch, chef prepared, amazing. So you're thinking, well, they're small. They're not going to fill you up. Mm -mm. Getting seven and there's bread in between each one. Right, yeah. It's it's plenty of food and it's, it's the... It's like the top-notch preparation. Oh, yes. No, this is amazing. So then I think the next thing we had was the main diver scallop with bok choy and coconut. For sure. And the reason I remember that is because the waiter told us that the diver in Maine had just dove to the bottom of the ocean that morning to retrieve the scallops and then they were FedExed same day to Vicky and Al's for us that night. Yeah. Yeah, these things were as big as my fist. Yeah, and I was like, okay. I mean, if the if the main guy went down like just for me because he knew I was going to eat at Vicky and Al's, then I felt like I should try it, and I did. I remember trying them. But it's one reason why this is the most exclusive restaurant in all of Disney World. Yes, yes. Um, then I believe we had the Australian Kobe style beef with the potato gnocchi. Yep. Um, I remember having a bite of that and uh-huh. eating the gnocchi. Um, I definitely remember the selection of cheese from the market. Yes. I definitely remember that. 
Um, and then we had for dessert a Peruvian chocolate crunch. Would you like to talk about the Peruvian chocolate crunch? Because you, I mean, you sort of went went crazy on that. I couldn't eat it. I know, and I was and, so disappointed. And you were like, if you don't eat this while it's hot, you're screwing up. Yeah, and you were, and you did. And and I, I said, I, can't, I have to take it back to the room. And Peruvian, I thought it was great the next day. Peruvian chocolate crunch doesn't really do it justice as a name this was no, it was like a, a lava cake it was like a it was like a lava cake that they prepared right there for, it was really it was a chocolate souffle is mm-hmm. what it was it was a chocolate yes. souffle yes. that came that with a chocolate chocolate boat and they poured the chocolate mm-hmm. sauce down into the center of the mm-hmm. souffle which sort of disintegrated. And we also had ice cream and then there was also ice cream there mm-hmm. made with peruvian chocolate which is a big deal in peru it was just over the top. Now, but I assume you recall why I couldn't eat the Peruvian uh, chocolate crunch. No. You don't remember what I was dying over at the time. Oh, no, no. I do know what you liked the most about our meal. Right. So this is the, so I'm literally looking at this gorgeous menu, um, and and I did. All of the food was phenomenal. Let me just say that. Phenomenal. But yeah. this, this is a special treat. This is $250 a person. Yeah. Um, kids under 10 are not allowed, and 10-year-olds and up still have to have on a dress for girls or a sport coat or a suit coat for Yeah, for we, we saw them jerk a kid back and say put this jacket on yeah 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 a kid came in without a jacket and they gave him a sport coat um so that's not cool so it's a dressy place um it's a special occasion situation i would not spend 250 dollars for a child to eat there Mm-mm. but whatever to each his own man to each his own but what i remember most from the meal is the vacuum pressed coffee now i am a coffee drinker and so this vacuum pressed coffee was an experience in and of itself. This is the typical coffee that you get from the Joffrey's carts in the mm-hmm. in the parks. Um, but preparation is but everything. the preparation. If you have not seen vacuum pressed coffee, Google that because it is a it is an entire full sensory experience to watch the waiter prepare this, to watch it brew, to I mean just. I mean, you are immersed into this coffee to the point that you are literally on the edge of your seat. When he pours that cup, you're like, this is going to be the best coffee ever. And I'm here to tell you, it was. And and you said it was like super silky smooth. Oh, so great. It was excellent. It was excellent. Um, But so in any case, I have actually considered getting my own vacuum pressed um, situation. Uh, But... The thing is, is I think somebody making it for me is better. I think that, well, that makes everything It does better. say in the Bible that you're supposed to brew the coffee. It's a he brews. <laughs> oh, gosh. That was totally, he a, brews. totally a dad joke. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> anyway, but that's my world showcase. I thought um, I thought it was fantastic. It's, and it's easily it, the best we, meal we've ever had at Disney. I, it may be the best meal I've ever had anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, worthy of a world showcase, yes. Definitely. Okay. That's it for this week. I hope y'all enjoyed it as much as we did. And if you did, please subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review because it really helps us so much. Yes, please. And if you're looking for more things Disney, visit scfadp.com. That's scfadp.com. S for super, C for Cali, F for fragilistic, A for awesome, D for Disney, P for podcast. We posted some videos of us cooking a few Disney recipes, and this week we'll post an unboxing video of Chris opening his new D23 membership kit and maybe a Disney beverage or two. 
We'd also love to have you join us in the conversation on Twitter or Instagram. Our handle there is SCFADP in both places. Yes, we would love to hear from you. And so with that, we hope to see see you real soon. soon. Thank you.